the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome back to uh, another edition of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor's with me again today. You get to kind of be a regular here. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm having more time. Kind of got my schedule figured out for school, so. Okay. Got more time to do this. And I enjoy having you. I really do. I think we have a good time. I think um, I think some people get tired of listening to me all the time, including <laughs> you. No, never. <laughs> I have to defend myself from last Saturday, folks. Oh boy. I just have to defend. 17 minutes in, and I'm getting grief from Kevin Cohen. <laughs> that he's going to take advice from Taylor, not from me, about deer hunting. Let's don't let don't fool yourself. I could have tagged out last year in the first couple of weeks. Okay, so don't let Taylor's over here with this grin like you wouldn't believe. Don't let the fact that you got a deer last year. Let's who hunted more and who saw more deer last year. Okay. Okay. Let's just let's, let's get not that even, out the door. Who is still in high school trying to get good grades? And you had opportunities and, to go hunting you turned down. No, not true. Yes, I took most did. of my opportunities. Most of them, but you didn't take all of them. <laughs> Neither anyway, did you. You had opportunities let's, let's, to too. I had plenty of opportunities to take a deer. So did I. <laughs> no, you didn't. Those four does camp at the ridge in front of me? One stop. For a second, I could, I could have... I really could have gotten out of my stand and tried to track him down. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. You were a very, a very safe hunter last year. I was. There was a, folks, there was two times we were in the stands together. Um, I was in and she, the pasture. Yeah, and, and she texted me. She was in a big field, and I was in the woods, and I was, I was kind of behind where she was shooting, but not in any danger. And she was texting me, Daddy, there's there's deer here, but I know you're back there somewhere and I don't want to shoot you and which I, I appreciate that. And then another time you had a couple of deer that were silhouetted. They were. And there was no background and she was texting me, Daddy, I got two deer but there's there's I can't shoot them. And I was like, That's what you want out of a new hunter. First and foremost, think of safety. You know, we talked about the the two fatalities or three fatalities in deer season last year. Um that's a tough pill to swallow. But if you start them out this young, and, and this is why hunter safety courses and all, before you get a license, if you don't have somebody who's mentoring and is teaching you this as a kid, I won't call you a child, you're a teenager, but you're not an adult, so you kind of fit in there somewhere. <laughs> but if you, if you don't have the opportunity to get to them at this age right here, that's why the hunter education classes are so important. Because it gives the Department of Natural Resources a, a time to go through all of this and start off somebody who's never handled guns like you have or I have mm-hmm. to say, whoa, before you pull the trigger, you need to you know, background, you know, safety. What's, where's that bullet going if you miss? Mm-hmm. And you missed twice. 
<coughs> I did miss twice. I I will not deny it. I was a little rusty this. Well, know. but you forgot a very important piece of your outfit to go hunting that day too. I did. And and it's a learning experience. It is. It is. I guarantee you now on, if you're sitting on the ground, you'll have those shooting sticks, won't you? I will. Yeah, yeah. a pile of dirt's not going to do it for you. <laughs> a pile of dirt's not going to do it. But honestly, you know, talking about having somebody to look up to and to teach conservation and safety, I've been honestly really blessed to have you hunt with me for since I was four or five. Yeah. been watching you and then me finally being ready to do it by myself because I know enough. I prepared you. You did. And at some point, you got to let them fly, folks. You know? When we decide, when I made the decision, first of all, I think the biggest heart attack was my mom. <gasps> <laughs> that was a tough conversation to have. But in, but in, and I'm a, I'm a boy, okay? I was all boy growing up. And, and my mom, your grandmother, took me hunting the first few times I went hunting, and then I was off on my own. Uh, you had, goodness, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you know, and I, you probably could have been doing it a couple of years. But it was just this was the year that was ready. Second biggest heart attack was your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's just those maternal instincts kicking in. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I had a good, I, and I, I won't get on Kevin too much for, for, you know, taking your side last week. I can understand. But I have, I am to the point in my hunting, in my hunting life, I guess, where, and I, I was there, you know, I was a new hunter. Gosh, I just wanted to shoot something. And then I was the one where I got to limit out. And there's there's a thing called the five stages of hunting. And it's it's a psychological deal, but it's it's true. And some people get stuck in a stage and never come out. And But you age through these, through either time or experience. And it, it and I'm sitting, I'm sitting what they call the sportsman stage. You know, I've, I've been through them all. I've seen it. I've killed enough in my career. If I don't pull the trigger on something the rest of my life, I'll be happy. I've got memories, I've got pictures, I've got experiences, I've got people that I hunted with who hunt now, I've got young people that we took hunting, they hunt now, I've got you, you know, I've got my brother, and we and now we have a we have a grandson. We do. He has a grandson, my great, what would you call it, great ne- nephew. nephew, I guess? Yep. Yep. So it's, uh, and that's where I am, so I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to take something during the season to feel like I've had a good season. And honestly... For me, I feel like you passed down some of that to me because right, even right now, with those shots that I can't get, the two that were silhouetted, I got down on my hands and knees and I crawled right up to them and I just watched them. <laughs> and it's so fun because in those four does, I watched them. I watched them go across the ridge in front of me and I watched these walk across the pasture. And it's something that you just, you kind of sit back and you think, I don't have to do this. I can just let them walk and I just want to watch them. Well, that's one thing I've, I've tried to teach you is that every time you get outdoors, Getting something is a bonus. Being outdoors, being, you know, just checking out from daily life. And whether that's hunting or hiking or camping or fishing, it's that opportunity to get outside, to be a part of nature, just to relax and kind of shed whatever you've got in, in daily life. That's the important part about being outside. It's it's not coming home with a deer or uh, a cooler full of fish, although... I'm not going to turn down, you know, a cooler full of fish. I feel like I need to have a fish fry or something like that, or getting low in the, the freezer. But it's it's experience. you you got to look back. It's a glass, half-empty, glass, half-full. You can come back and say, I didn't get anything, and be and be upset about it. Or you can say, 
I didn't get anything, but you know. But, yeah. But I saw two red foxes today, which is really cool. Let me tell you what they were doing. You know, yeah. it's that type of you, every In every trip outside, there's something there that you can look back on and say, that was worth getting out there. That was why I go. But I got, I got a good piece of advice from Kevin. He says, you know, Roger, that was fun. Thanks for the partnership. He said, from a Columbia standpoint, for the first few weeks on here, why don't you start off with a little intro about what the show is and what the mission statement. So the show is about what? It's about the outdoors. About the outdoors. Yep. Mission statement is really simple. We want you to get out there. We'll bring you as much information as we can pack into the about 48 minutes a week, um, you know, with top-of-the-hour breaks and stuff like that. In that time, we're going to bring you as much as we can to either interest you in something or give you somewhere to go. And you don't have to be a fisherman or a hunter. You can be a camper and listen to this, and we have a bunch of information for you. And it's just it's just for the all-around outdoors people that just yeah. love to be out there. That's right. And there's so many people that are just getting into it. You didn't grow up into it like I did, like you did. Mm-hmm. You're, you're college age or you're, you know, married and you're looking for something fun to do to get out, you know, just to do something fun together. And let me tell you, there's plenty of stuff to do. South Carolina is blessed. We just talked to Mike. We'll talk to Mike Abel uh, next segment. Fishing in year-round in South, in South Carolina is year-round, whether it's freshwater, saltwater. Um, you can get out there and hike year-round. Mm-hmm. Bugs and the mosquitoes and the snakes and the ticks and jiggers. I mean, you can deal with all that stuff. You can still go out there in the summertime. But that's why we're here. We're here to give you the outdoors and hope that you'll take advantage of it. Exactly. Because at your age, you've got memories from this past season that last you the rest of your lifetime. Oh, yeah. In just a few outings. Yep. And it seems like every time you and I go somewhere, there's something. And then you can go to places like Alaska together. <laughs> really get some meaning. <laughs> All right. Hang on. We're going to talk to Mike Abel about the Hadless Point Fishing Expo. And then uh, we'll be back later on the show to... Uh, Talk about some more stuff. So hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Woods and Water, South Carolina. You know the cool thing, Taylor, about South Carolina? What's that? Is fishing is always in season. That is so true. <laughs> Fish and getting ready for fishing is always in season. Oh, yeah. And, and for the last five years, well, I guess the last four years, this is this is year number five, you uh, you could head down to Charleston, middle of January this year, it's January 18th and 19th, uh, and catch up on some of the shallow water stuff. It's the Hadro Point Fishing Expo 2020. And uh, we're we're honored to have uh, Michael Abel from Hadrill's Point on the phone with us. Mike, um, how are you? Yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? <laughs> we're good. We're good. Hey, I know we're going to get to the fishing expo. I want you to talk about the Charleston fishing bite. But you just got back from Big Rock, or maybe you're still there. Uh, good show for y'all. That was great. You know, we uh, got a lot of chances to uh, go see the new product and. You know, there are a handful of new companies there that, you know, we may not have found. You know, one of them is like Mag Bay Lures. They do some offshore fishing okay. um, stuff like high-speed Wahoo and, you know, your billfish stuff. So I'm excited. We've got – we ordered some of that. Well, we ordered a lot, so I spent too much money. But <laughs> so we got, we got a lot of a lot of new stuff coming. And that's what we primarily do up there, just go look for new stuff. Right. 
Um, you know, just gives a, a venue to really try and see what's new, nothing coming. And, you know, it's always the fish and tackle industry is always changing. Sure, um, it is. So we're just trying to keep up with it. And y'all do a great job of that. Speaking of keeping up with fishing, um, what's the fishing like in Charleston right now? I mean, it, it's it's true. We get, we have a year-round fishery down there, and it, it, it it's good year-round depending on what you want to go find. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it really, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, a year-round is, is spot on. I mean, and that's where you just, you know, you move from species to species at times of the year. Um, you know, right now, I mean, I think your primary focus would be redfish on low tide, sheephead on any high water or low water for that matter. Okay. And then if the water temperature is decent, then you can certainly catch enough trout. Um, so it, it's been very good. I mean, I fished the other day when we... You know, I had a half dozen reds and broke off probably just about the same amount on the dog. Yeah. And, you know, I only picked at one trout that day, but it was a solid 20, 25 out of the west up the Wando River. Oh, and that man. was not. <clears throat> I was waiting for my trolling motor to come off the bow of the boat. <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was probably two foot. No, it was, oh, it my was goodness. Something else. It that's, was on, rough, but. that's on the verge of calling, not going and going, isn't it? It really was. I mean, I kind of I had planned to like fishing some of the creeks and stuff, and staying instead of staying right on the river, and uh, and that's what we did. I mean, we fished one spot right on the edge of the river, and it was just it was pretty tough. We did catch one ten pound red, which was Oof. you know the day the day maker. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, I tucked away in a creek as much as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody wants to come to Charleston and and get just the basics, I mean, what a better place to start than Hadwell Point. I mean, either location, walk in there, the, the people there, and it's something you don't find in a lot of stores, is the people there know their stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we uh, everybody that we have, at, you know, we've got the three locations technically, right. and everybody, everyone there is fishing on their days off. <laughs> I mean, we all have a problem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to work less and fish more, and that's our issue, but, you um, but yeah, I mean everybody's doing it. So they know. I mean, from fly fishing to inshore saltwater stuff. I mean, you know, even some guys will mess with some freshwater fish, like up on the Goose Creek Reservoir and stuff. I mean, it's all um, everybody's doing it. So we at least have a hand. You know, we may not be able to fish as like as much as some of the charter captains, sure. but at the same time, those guys are coming in, feeding intel on a daily or every other day type basis. So. Even though we hadn't been in the last couple of days, we know somebody that has. Yeah, that's the truth. Because you're right, every every charter guide there comes to Hadjels to get their stuff, probably. Oh yeah, every yeah, we see a lot of them every day getting bait and miscellaneous stuff. So yeah, yeah that's good info. The fifth year Hydros Point Fishing Expo. Tell us a little bit about uh, well where it's going to be, what the dates, what times, and let's get into a little meat of who's going to be there for people to come see. Yeah, so I mean, we've got it's January 18th and 19th, and it's over at the Omar Shrine Temple, which is right there at the base of the Arthur Ravenel Bridge, you know, on the way to Patriots Point. Right. So it's very easy to get to. Um, Saturday, you can come from 9 to 6, and Sunday is 9 to 3. Um, you know, we've got kind of the same premise. We've got a lot of new, uh, a lot of new vendors there, which I'm very excited. We've got, you know, the Avery and Bandit guys on the duck hunting side of things. Okay. We've got Jack with Black Bart Lures. He'll come up and do a seminar on high-speed wahoo fishing and obviously have a booth set up. 
We've got Andy Johns with Living uh, Fishwater Replicas, which that guy is very sharp. I mean, he's doing, uh, you know, basically fish mounts, and they're gorgeous. Um, I mean, I saw a picture of his triple tail that he had done the other day. Yeah. And it just looks so great. I mean, it really is. So we've got a lot of, a lot of new vendors. You know, we've got the, the big names coming back. Really, C. A. Richardson from Flats Class TV. Um, Jack Tullius is from Black Bart. Um, and then we've got Ed Zayak uh, with DOA Lures. He's coming back. Okay. Um, so we've got a lot of, a lot of talent coming. You know, we've also got a lot of local pro staffers that will be there too. Um, so we're really looking forward to a great show. Yeah. Uh, tickets are only five bucks. Parking's free, and and part yeah. of the five bucks yeah. goes back to CCA South Carolina. In conjunction with that, and then they're raising money. They are doing a sportsman raffle, so um, you know I don't have all the details that they're planning on doing, but it's a, a raffle is worth five thousand bucks, and you can buy wow. a ticket. So in conjunction with that, yeah, I mean we're definitely you know we've been strong supporters of CCA, and that's this is you know an additional way we like to help. Um, you know, and they come show their name and just re- hopefully reach out to people who might not know who they are. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of show specials, uh, you know, at select booths. I mean, that's a big thing. You can, you know, at, at various booths, we're going to have some type of deal. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, in the years past, we had done a $300 outfit for 150 bucks. Okay. So, I mean, you had some really good deals there so but you have to just pick up a lot of you know you've got all the pro staffers in each booth and so that's where someone who may be new they can come either a go to a seminar which is free okay or b walk by each booth and really talk to some of the pro staffers and get an idea of how to use it when to use it what to use um so forth so it's a great you know information educational piece you know for a lot of folks um you know, one of the things that, and I haven't been in a couple of years, and I'm, <laughs> schedule gets busier and I can't get out as much as I need to. Uh, when I was there, you had a booth from Hadrils, and you, and they were taking apart reels and cleaning them. And that's one thing a lot of people don't think about is reel maintenance. And it's yeah. one thing that y'all offer is, is, is reel maintenance. Talk a little bit about the importance of keeping that together. No, for sure. Well, I mean, saltwater, I mean, it's, you know, you know, salt water. I mean, you can <laughs> salt water destroys everything, whether you're using it or not. Really, right. um, you know. And so it is. I mean, we do. You know, we'll have one of our uh, employees, Tom Oliver, does a great job. He's doing a lot of rod repair and okay. custom rods, and so he'll be doing a demonstration. Obviously, not a full walkthrough, but just give somebody an idea: a that we do custom rods, and b we do rod work. Um, you know, eventually later on in the spring, we'll do some classes on how to build rods. Okay. Um, and at the same time, Steve does a real repair, and, you know, he'll take a reel apart and say, hey, these are bad bearings, whatever it may be. Um, and so he's done demonstrations like that in the past, too. Very cool. That's uh, Hadron's point. Anything else we need to hit on? You want to you wanna get out there while we're on the phone together? Well, I mean, one thing uh, – We've got a up-and-coming new website. We're relaunching our website, so hopefully in the next few months. Um, you know, the best way to get information about the expo is really our Facebook page. Okay. But we will in the next, uh, you know, hopefully in the next few months, have our website relaunched. Um, so folks who are out of town, uh, or even in town for that matter, can shop when the brick and mortar is closed. <laughs> okay. Um, 
But yeah, I hope everybody will come to the show, man. It's going to be a great event. You know, I really enjoy get a lot of people asking about it. Um, you know, the past couple of months, so I'm really excited. I mean, there's all kinds of demos, Cathnet demos. Just, I mean, golly, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to help everybody um, with their fishing and Cathnet sure. and just all kinds of stuff. Just trying to make sure we cover our bases and, and help as much as we can. So. Absolutely. Well, look, I got to bring you. the kids. You know, yeah. we got a uh, hey, interrupt with you. You know, we've got one of the things I'm really excited about. Roland Von C is a youth angler. He comes okay. in the shop quite a bit, and he is one of the nicest, most polite kids ever. And he fishes every day that he is not in school. And so he's wow. going to do a couple of kids classes. So I'd encourage anybody. You know, he is. I think he's 12 or 13, somewhere okay. in that age range. But the classes for you know, recommend at ages six and up. It's free. You know, he's going to do knots and talk about rigs and stuff. But that young man is going to teach the class. I'm very impressed cool. with him. So, uh, you know, he'll be doing that as well. It's good to see the youth involved, isn't it? It is. We do that fly tying table in the middle of the yep. auditorium. Yep. And kids spend the whole day on that thing tying <laughs> flies and stuff, something they've never done before. So it's really cool to watch uh, the young kiddos, up-and-coming generation do it. So. Absolutely. Well, we're about out of time, but I appreciate you taking time to call in and uh, talk about the Hadrill's Fishing Expo 2020, Omar Shrine Temple, Mount Pleasant, January 18th and 19th. Go to the Facebook page for more info. Mike, till I see you in Charleston, take care of yourself, and uh, let's keep in touch. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob. Yes, sir. Taylor, that's uh, you in a saltwater fishing game. You're, you've oh, got yeah. a strong saltwater fishing game. Yeah, that's where I started. Yeah. Bass fishing came later, but saltwater came first. first. And, uh, had a little, uh, had a little brush with, with, uh, you know, notoriety down there in the tournament we fished. Yeah, that was, <laughs> whew, those were fun years. <laughs> Double, four spots, won the kids' division yeah. on redfish. Yep. I thought, the, I thought the fish was in the mud the whole time, but I thought it was just mud on the tail. Too. I thought I was going over the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, folks. <laughs> you know, you can, you can start off a kid either freshwater, but sometimes I think almost saltwater is better because Everything in salt water will bite no matter what you're throwing, especially the shrimp or, or fiddlers or something like that. What are you laughing about? Shrimping. Shrimping. No, let's don't go to oh, shrimping we either. Had good we have a lot of salt water stories here, <laughs> folks. We'll get into it, but I, I do encourage you. If you're interested in it, you're going to be around Charleston, just want to make a day trip from anywhere in South Carolina. You know, we're, we're here in the upstate, and it's like three and a half hours. So it's a good get up in the morning, grab some Bojangles on the way down catch a show you can eat lunch somewhere in charleston or supper and then head on back it's a good time so i hope you'll make time to get out there and, and do some of this and look when you're going to charleston 176 parallels 26 it's a great drive all right back with more woods and water south on the other side back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's uh, always fun being around. I mean, it, the people I can get to come on here still amaze me <laughs> that they come back. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of those people being Steve Ranella, meat eater Steve Ranella. He's, he's a really good guy. I've known him for about five years now. Oh, and speaking of good guys, um, Jim Shockey. 
I don't know whether I, I've got a show lined up to do with Jim Shockey, and I don't know whether to play it next, do it next Saturday or the last Saturday in January. I've got to see how it all fleshes out. But that that's another just why they keep coming back. I have no clue. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, the Meat Eater website, the Meat Eater brand has expanded. I don't know if you and there was some controversy about it, and I kind of I kind of defer to Steve's judgment on this on on how he runs his businesses and all. Uh, but there's some good stuff that comes out of Meat Eater. <laughs> some I agree with, some I don't. But all of it kind of makes you think and all. And, and the story that came out <laughs> this week, <sighs> Jeremiah Johnson, the best hunting movie ever. <laughs> what a what a title. I, I 110% I agree. I don't know. Hunting movie, yeah, there's hunting in it. I can see where that comes into play. The elk, the elk hunt. He's mm-hmm. trying to come out. He's standing behind his horse, and he goes, there's a step out underneath. And he, well, the elk will see my legs. He said, dummy, it, elk don't know how many legs a horse has. <laughs> I mean, I have watched this movie so many times. <laughs> Talking about now Pilgrim. You say you can skin anything, right? <laughs> yeah. And he runs the bear into the cabin. You hear the cabin. He goes, ha, ha. Skin that pilgrim and I'll bring you another one. <laughs> I mean, just a great man. If you have never watched Jeremiah Johnson, please, please. I don't know. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Sling or Hulu or whatever, but you got to watch Jeremiah Johnson. It's 1972, okay? It, it's filmed in the Canadian Rockies, I believe. Stars Robert Redford. I mean, have you ever watched a Robert Redford movie that was not good? You know? Uh, it says in this article, Sidney Pollack, who who directed it, considers it a poetic work and one of his more visual movies. It is very visual. Great scenery. You know, the characters developed in it. It's, it's, but it says the dialogue, dialogue is so sparse that Pollock later said it was almost a silent picture. It's a one-hour and 55-minute movie, but its script contains only about 3,600 words. <laughs> a transcript for an average 18-minute segment of 60 minutes has 2,000 words. So, um, And, Daddy, I'm yes. sure you can probably quote all of those 3,600 words. You know, I, I'm getting pretty close. I might not be able to do it exact, but I'm getting pretty close. Um, but this, this is a good one. Uh, you know, the engines put you here. Can you, who was that talking about? Oh, you got to watch this. You know, I haven't watched it before. Twerk Mormons. <laughs> That's oh come on! I gotta get. I gotta get. He he. Jeremiah Johnson and every hunter ought to. Every hunter ought to have this memorized. You walk up to your wife and you go, "Great hunter, yes." <laughs> and all you're looking for is yes. In the movie, he he he. He is bestowed a wife by an Indian tribe, and she can't speak any English. So he teaches her how to say yes. And he goes, great hunter? And she goes, yes. He goes, that is all you need to know. (laughs) So it's just a great movie. I mean, holy smoke. Uh, There you go. There's your challenge for the weekend. Watch Jeremiah Jeremiah Johnson. Johnson. (laughs) You can start it after the show is over. Don't do it while the show is going on. Uh Mother, you never raised such a foolish child. You know, it's just, 
Oh, it's on the V. I think we have a VHS tape of it. We might have a CD. DVD? DVD, whatever. <laughs> uh, it talks in here about Will, Will Primo's fascination with Jeremiah Johnson. Um, <laughs> this Primo says he currently has three DVD copies of it at home. Keeps the movie on his iPad and his iPhone. Maybe I need to download it because I'm, oh, no. I'm going to Indianapolis. <laughs> you don't. Maybe I need to download it and watch it because I'm sure yeah. it's too short a flight to have movies. But, yeah, I could download that to my iPhone and watch Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, boy. Oh, man. It is loosely based on a couple of things. Um, Crow Killer, The Saga of Liver Eaton Johnson by Raymond Thorpe and Robert Bunker, and the novel Mountain Man by Vardis Fisher. Um, you know, <laughs> the scenery is worth the, the movie. Uh, yeah, it talks about the conflicts between the world of... of Indians and whites in the in the West and all religion enters into it a little bit. It's a very symbolic movie. Um, just really good, just really good. <laughs> I love the part in there where he, they're watching the hawk and he goes, "Look at him soaring." He's already at such and such. He said it'd take me three days to get there. You know, it, it, it kind of puts life in the, mm-hmm. into into perspective a little bit. Um, Gosh, we need to ha- we need to have a movie quote day. Oh no, please yes, no. please yes, no. we need to have a movie quote day. Actually, last last week we had a phone call during one of the breaks, and it was from a gentleman who asked us, "Do we ever do live shows where we have live call-ins?" We do. We're live. It, it's hard sometimes to be live on a Saturday because I've got to be somewhere or something, and and you know I don't mind telling you when I'm recorded. I mean, this show you're listening to right now is recorded. Because I'm in, I'm actually at Archery Trade Association trying to trying to see what is new. Like like uh, like Mike was at uh, Black Rock, uh, Big Rock. You know, I'm, I'm at ATA trying to see what um, what's coming for the archery industry. Uh, we don't mind telling you when we're recorded, but yeah, we're we're live, and maybe one of these, maybe we need to have a an open line show. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, we've had calls about Nutria on the show. Nutria is a an invasive rat, and it lives in, likes to live in marshes and all. Now we've had some calls about turkey hunting, um, calls about deer hunting. It, it just, it, yeah, we need to have one. But the problem on the flip side is we got so much stuff to get through. It's true. Like this. Yeah, we have South Carolina Deer Hunter Survey that was just sent out. That's right. I got mine in the mail yesterday. Run us through it right quick. Well, it's real simple. It is. It's really simple. They ask, you know, basic questions. Did you harvest a deer this year? No. Did you harvest a coyote this year? I did. You did. See, you got it. You got something this year. Good job, Dad. Thank you. Good job. Yes. It asks, I mean, how many days did you hunt in different locations? There are four slots where you could put different locations in. We hunted in Anderson. Counties across South Carolina that you hunted in. And then. We hunted in Chester. We hunted in Anderson. They ask, you know, and if you hunted in that place, how many bucks did you harvest? How many does did you harvest? And right. They, I mean, just simple questions. Just run through it. It's a random survey. They select random hunters. Just run through it. I mean, I you told me the numbers of hunters that we have and the numbers of hunters that get it and, and send it back. Somewhere around 150,000 deer hunters, and they mail out about 
thirty to forty, maybe fifty thousand of these. I think they get back around thirty thousand a year, and that's how they use it. They produce, they take this, and this is this is free. It is free. You don't have to put any postage on it. It's postage paid. It, this is what they used, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there say, "Oh, we need to know every deer that you're never going to get everybody to report every deer they kill." You know, you have them, deer hunters squawked enough about having to tag a deer. Can you imagine having them to do this forcibly? But this is this is voluntary, which means the answers they get back are good. They use this. They crunch a bunch of numbers, which is a lot of what wildlife biology is. And management is crunching numbers, data. Uh, they'll go through. They'll put this together probably in March or April. Charles will release the the 2019 South Carolina Deer Harvest summary and that thing is very long it's got a lot of tables to it it's got a lot of statistics it's got and and he uses statistics over years are pretty good they're not exact but they're pretty good and it gives hunter i mean there were hunters put in over two million days in the field last year Mm -hmm. deer hunting how many days you put in five six okay (laughs) sure sure but anyway so what what's the main thing out of this they want to know what you did in the field exactly and so it's it's definitely worth it to do this if you get one please fill it out and send it in they this is how dnr helps us out and we got to put some effort into helping them out good data gives us good management and they'll do this with turkeys and uh, sometimes they'll have a small game harvest survey that comes out but yeah just just do it just do it in a nike thing Something like that. It is. Good job, Dad. Good job. I'm ahead of things. (laughs) Or no, I'm not ahead of things. I'm just not too far behind things. (laughs) But, uh, yes, let's see. Gosh, you got a lot of stories. Don't have a lot of time to get together for anything else. Anything you want to say in passing? Not really. Just, I don't know. Gosh, (laughs) you can't waste time either. Well, you know what? You're the radio show host. I'm the (laughs) co-host. She's going to throw that up to me. <laughs> uh, now, nah, I don't have time to do anything I want to do. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Hang on through the break. We're going to have the calendar events, a couple other things going on, and uh, we won't get to anything that we actually brought in the studio this week. So more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Everybody's looking at me because I'm sitting over here doing my best impression of the Doobie Brothers. Good job, Dad. We need to... This is it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We need to have an open line day where we talk about 70s, 80s music. No. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, music is great. Would you not agree that music makes everything better? I, I do. Okay, I then. I do agree. Well, what could be it better just, than, it, a, than a 1970s and 1980s music day? Country music day. No. Oh, yeah. 70s. I mean, listen to that. I, I hear it. I hear it. Believe me. I, I hear it. 
You hear it all the time, don't you? I, I Every do. Every time you ride with me. I do, and I kind of, you know, try to refrain from riding Gosh, with you. An open line, woods and water, 1970s, okay. 80s okay. music day. Let's just get that out of your head right now. It's, it's okay. I'm going to have to look at the schedule see when we get that on there. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> we'll, have to get, we'll have to get your uncle in here. No. Oh, yeah. Bring no. Uncle Paul in with us. No. Oh, that would be a great show. Okay, if he's coming in here, I'm going out. Okay. Yeah, I can't be in here with two of y'all. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy enough. Wow. <laughs> All right. Every week, we have a calendar of events. Well, not every week. There are weeks you will not hear a calendar on the show because we just don't get to it. You have a guest, and he talks, and you just... I mean, I don't invite people in here to cut him off and say, i got to get to a calendar then. <laughs> but we do. Most of the times we try to have one, so leading off this week's calendar. Yeah, we've got a great calendar of events coming up for you. And every week that we do it, it yes. is always brought to you by Visit Anderson and Green Pond Landing and Event Center. All right. It's, this is going to be a good one, guys. January 10th through January 12th, 2020. It's just so weird. Which is this weekend. Yes, it is. Yes. The Grand Strand Boat and Sportsman Show. Yep. And that's going to be in Myrtle Beach Convention Center. And they have different hours for different days. Friday is going... Friday's oh, already passed. Friday's already passed. That's right. <laughs> Whew, that's weird. Saturday, yes. <laughs> it's 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, three, a little over three hours to get there tonight. Yep. And Sunday is 10 o'clock a.m. through 5 o'clock p.m. And admission is adults $9.00. Senior 65 and older is $8. Children $5 and under, or $5, 12 and under. And children under three are free. Nice. There's a bunch of boat shows coming up here shortly. In fact, I may have already missed one. Oh, boy, Dad. Well, you got the Columbia, I think the Greenville and Charleston boat show on the same day, and the Columbia sometime the week after. I have to look back and see, but I've already, we may have missed those already. I know they're coming up, but we may not be able to get to them. Oh, well. Just be aware there are some boat shows coming up. No, the Greenville Boat Show is the last weekend in January. Didn't I? Okay. Good job. Got that. I just remembered that. <laughs> okay. That's for another calendar. Uh, local paddling. This is from Charleston County Parks. Uh, local paddling destinations, January the 18th, 2020, 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, it's going to be held at the Charleston County Parks and Recreation Commission, the boardroom. It's $15, uh, standard charge for 16 and up, you know, co-ed. As of now, they have about 10 openings remaining. Uh, it's it's all about the low country. The low country is well known for its salt marshes, cypress swamps, and inland waterways. Learn about many of our great paddling destinations and how to gain access to them. And one thing in the outdoors is access. And this, is, this whole program is uh, geared to tell you where to go and how to get there. So Charleston County Parks, they really do a good job on the outdoors, and they're immersed in it, so they, they should. They're surrounded by it. But local paddling destinations, the 18th at the Commission Boardroom at Charleston County Parks. And then we've got Saturday, January 18th at the Rocks Campground in, help me out with this, you, Utahville. Utahville. I don't prep her on this stuff, folks. <laughs> She's on her own on this. <laughs> the First Baptist Church of Utahville um, is hosting a wild game banquet. So that'll be 6 o'clock, and I, it says until, but it is printed off where I cannot see the until time. Well, until everybody leaves, for the okay. most part. 
until all the food is gone and everybody is <laughs> talked out. These wild game banquets tend to just run on. They become things of themselves. It's so true. And the cool thing about wild game dinners, you may, you know, you'll get the venison, and you'll get some ducks, you'll get some wild turkey, but you'll get, you know, rabbits, alligator. And, I about to say, I see some, I see some gator on yeah, the list. Yeah, wild hogs, <laughs> and, and you know, if somebody's going off somewhere out west, you may get some elk or some pronghorns, mule deer, black bear. Oh, black bear. I don't know black bear. Right now. Black bear in Alaska is really good, folks. I'll just tell you that right up front. <laughs> you ever get to Alaska and have a friend who? Whose wife can cook a black bear? <laughs> it's early in the morning. My mouth is already watering. <laughs> um, continuing on, winter birding in Camp Romaine. This is through Coastal Expeditions, which is another low country. And right now, the low country is kind of the place that has all the things going on. But upcoming trips, January 19th and February the 2nd, from 11 to 3, it's winter birding. Uh, as the weather cools and the northerly winds start to blow, birding in the low country blossoms. And I'll I'll chime in that. Yes, I like to go down to Bear Island after duck season is over, and we'll go down there and, and snipe hunt. And then we'll just hang out because there's waterfowl everywhere. There's eagles there. In fact, one year we are down there, there was a bird there that had never been seen in the south before. And there were people down there chasing it. I mean, we got stopped by people. Hey, have you seen such and such a bird? I'm like, uh, no. But it was, yeah, I forget what the name of the bird was. But it was like one of those sightings, and people from North Carolina, we met people from North Carolina who were at Bear Island trying to find this bird. So I don't, don't consider myself a birder, but I do enjoy watching the birds. From a deer stand, the cardinals in December are just red as they can get. It's beautiful. Uh, anyway, join us for a guided birding trip to the estuaries on the northern end of Cape Romaine National Wildlife Refuge in search of migrating shorebirds, songbirds, and birds of prey. They've got some hidden spots where the long-billed curlews can be found. And, you know, you've got peregrine falcons, marbled godwits, wimbrels, marsh hens, seaside sparrows. Throughout the year, 293 bird species are classified within Cape Romaine. And many of them can be seen during the fall migration along the Atlantic Flyway. Um, there's another good thing if you want to do some research. Look at the flyways in North America. There's four of them. I'll give you a head start. Um, special opportunity to go close up. Uh, this is perfect for photographers, bird watchers, or People like us enjoy being outdoors. That's the Coastal Expeditions. What to bring? Water, binoculars. Everybody should have a good pair of binoculars. And, of course, the camera. It says, adventurous birding, dolphins, and wildlife. So, through Coastal Expeditions, hope you get out and take advantage of the, that's the regular calendar events. Now, for the unregular calendar events, I was looking through, uh, spend a, I have to spend some time on Facebook because that's where a lot of stuff happens. And that's where we do a lot of our sharing and posting and, you know, what's coming up and things. That, anyway. Oh, yeah, there is a Woods and Water calendar events page on Facebook. If you're out there and want to keep up with that, I, I've got to get better at doing it. But I, I like to post things that are going on. You might not hear about them on the show. But during the week, I'll post things that are going on that you may want to take advantage of. Palmetto State Bassmaster 2020 schedule came out. And it's just a local tour. You know, they go to Kiwi, Greenwood, Hartwell, Jocassee, Clarks Hill, Murray, Russell, you know, all across the state. But they, when I was looking through it, something caught my eye. On May the 23rd, on Lake Russell, out of Blue Hole Landing, the CMCH Take a Kid Fishing Tournament kind of caught my eye. So that's the Palmetto State Bassmasters Take a Kid Fishing. And I looked down, and there was somebody had, had posted about it. 
And Rusty Nichols, who kind of, I think he heads this up, says, We do a tournament every year where we take the kids from Connie Maxwell Children's Home fishing. We do it as a bass tournament. We fish from Safe Light till 12 o'clock. It requires two adults in each boat with one kid. Now, most of these kids have pond fished before, so they know the basics, but most have never been on a lake or on a boat. There's no entry fee, and hot dogs are served for all after weigh-in. Hands down, the best tournament of the year. You know, you get a bunch of guys who are competitive fishing. Now, this is a state thing. You know, this is a mm-hmm. club-level thing. And they're in here posting that hands down, the best tournament of the year is when they take a bunch of kids from Connie Maxwell home fishing. That just kind of shows you, like, what kind of people a lot of these fishermen are. A lot of the outdoorsmen are. Well, yeah. Not just fishermen. It's all across the spectrum. From the people who will tell you everything you need to about hiking to taking a kid fishing or a young adult hunting. It's, it's uh, yeah, I thought that was just pretty doggone cool. If you're anywhere near the uh, Palmetto Shooting Complex in Edgefield, South Carolina, that's the, the vast shooting complex down at uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation on the 17th and 18th. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is having the second leg of the Governor's Cup trap open down there. And these are high school kids, folks. They are full. 504 high school kids will be shooting trap on Friday and Saturday. 504 kids. Amazing. There are articles all over out there about the popularity of shooting sports in high schools and middle schools. And you know the cool thing about it is they get gun safety first. That's really cool. Oh, I got a story here about a poacher who's fined $53,000 for killing elk in Colorado backyards. I'll have to get that out later. Did we get to what you had? No, we didn't get to what you had either, did we? No, not no. really. Hunting is conversation, conservation. Conversation. Oh, there's, conversation. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of things. And we always come in here with more than we can get to. No, we won't get to it. But uh, here's we, always, we always have fun. <laughs> yeah, we do. And, and we'll get to it. I mean, I've got stories printed from 14 that I'm still going to get to. Here's one for you. If you're in the Columbia area, <laughs> our new home in the Midlands, uh, next week, January 13th to the 16th, this was posted on the South Carolina Air National Guard Facebook page, and this has nothing to do with the outdoors. But if if at night you hear some loud noises and jets flying low and stuff like that, don't panic. The Swamp Foxes from McIntyre Air National Guard Base, Joint National Guard Base, are hosting F-15s from Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in North Carolina for a nighttime exercise. Neighbors can expect to hear and see the F-15s. The exercise has been planned for several months, and McIntyre is routinely used by other military units to enhance their readiness. So, in other words, this will be your chance to hear the sound of freedom after dark. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to try to get down. I'd love to get down and take some nighttime pictures of of air ops. I'm a runway junkie at heart. (laughs) Being an outdoorsman. Thanks, Taylor. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you will uh, take advantage of some of the things we talked about to get outside, to catch up on an outdoor movie. And we'll see you next week. But as always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. Back next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Carolina.